coming at you with episode 69 of the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. Chad, what's up? Did you say 68? 69. What are you? Yes, I'm 12. 12? (laughs) (laughs) Me too. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if we weren't, buddy. I know. It's less fun. Mm. It'd be so much less. It, could you imagine if we did a serious podcast? Welcome to the Candid Athletic Training Podcast. This is episode 69, and we have together today come up with some very fun topics for you, um, including the latest research on ACL surgeries and the latest um, hip glute med exercises that you should do. I hate it already. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine like, I could a, do show, it, though. a show I could no pretend. joking, no laughing, <laughs> no anything? That's not why people are here. Oh, why are they here? To I apparently laugh <laughs> and relate to us. Because <laughs> no, nobody else wants to be stupid in front oh. of a microphone like we do. That's fine. Look, this is... This we is, love it. We love it. We love it. This is a show. It's supposed to be... Um, candid. Candid and fun <laughs> and a reprieve... But we understand there's there's a world out there, and man, it is serious. There's some serious stuff out there right now, and there really is. We were 2020 is <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, society Chance is broken. Society is broken. The world is broken. Everything is broken. Everything is terrible. The world is burning down. And if people would just look at athletic trainers for the, the advice and how to just correct the world, we'd be okay. Look, all jokes aside, I really hope everyone out there is safe and happy and healthy. Absolutely. That's the most important thing. And some things have to change. A lot has to change. And we have to do it together and we have to do it positive. Yeah, we do. And one of the things Kevin and I said when we sat down and created this show is we were never really going to talk politics or religion and some of these big True. things, but obviously there's a, there's a world going on out there and there's life and things happen. And this is, there's some serious stuff going on out there and we have to be conscious of it. And we have a platform and it's like, do you use your platform? Do you not use your platform? If we don't talk about it, are we being cowards? Are we being chicken? You know what? There's no right or wrong. <laughs> I kind of feel like. Well, I just, I think you should use the platform with the knowledge that you actually have, right? Don't use a platform just because you have one. I mean, 100% athletic trainers have a a knowledge base and a experience base that um, we should be looked at as uh, some common sense, I think, across the world right now. I mean, particularly with the virus, um, I think we're healthcare givers first and foremost. And I think you, you've been utilized, but you haven't been utilized to your full potential. Um, I mean, a lot of athletic trainers are out there <laughs> I got no standing potential. standing in front of hospitals and <laughs> doing screenings and um, helping out and doing their part. But I think we could we could offer even more. Um, I know we have we've had we've had a few people on the Twitter world that have mentioned they've had some meetings with their administration and they've been a part of okay, so how do we open back up sports in the fall safely? And and athletic trainers need to be a part of that. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you that when I was in pro ball, I mean, 
a lot of decisions came through the athletic training room when it came down to that stuff. Um, I mean, the, the whole, I mean, I used to work at Miller park and the entire OSHA standard for Miller park changed because of the athletic trainers, because somebody said, well, who's going to clean up the puke on the field, Mm -hmm. right? Who's going to, I mean, if, if two guys collide and there's a pool of blood on the field, like who's cleaning that up? I'm, I'm worried about my guy and, and getting him to the hospital. Like I'm nobody's going to come out there with a bucket of sand and clean it up. So who's going to handle that? Yeah. We always talk about advocating for the profession yeah. and what, what steps we can take to make the profession better. And it's, yeah. it's just how we uh, go about influencing change, whether that's, mm-hmm. whether that's with pandemics or with our communities, the safety of mm-hmm. our athletes, the safety of ourselves. Yeah. How we go about it. I think athletic trainers are really good at the psyche of the world, right? Because we got to deal with our athletes a lot. And not only that, we got to deal with ourselves. We got to deal with our shit and their shit. All That's tough. the shit. All the right, shit right, burgers right. out there. So, so yeah. So, what, I mean, we're going to use our platform as a platform to speak candidly about athletic training and probably everything else that's going on in the world and we're going to try to make it fun maybe a little lighthearted because everybody needs to laugh at certain times that's and it's so my defense mechanism <laughs> it really is if there's a i hate i'm uh, here full disclosure it is my number one biggest flaw i'm so bad with conflict oh shoot. i just want everybody to get along all the time i even if I see other people arguing, it makes me uncomfortable and I need to get better with everybody. Love everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Semi pro. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, so, um, you know, we'll get into a little more of that throughout the show and I'm sure throughout the few weeks, because it's just such a real thing in our, in all of our lives right now. But, um, what else we got? For, how about some surveys? Yeah, let's. Huh? Let, we're gonna go back to our show mm. and our free reprieve for you every week that we bring to you, like an hour of just hey, you know what? Let's just have fun and and celebrate athletic training, which is what Did we designed just, this podcast for. You say it's free? Free? What the heck? I thought we were doing this for money. I know, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what do we have? Um, our top five segment. Yes. Is back this week after a one week hiatus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Survey Monkey. Yeah. For getting your stuff together. Appreciate or it. Maybe we should have just been more prepared, but eh, it's back. Whatever. Um, going forward, we will need more surveys. We, we have them out there. Yep. So look for that on social media as we um, have surveys for athletic trainers. Mm-hmm. We have surveys for athletes. Mm-hmm. We have surveys for athletic training students. Mm-hmm. And we have surveys for. Educators, educators, training educators. Listen, educators out there, and if you're a student or you're an athletic trainer that is around educators, let them know that there's a survey that they can take. They love surveys. Educators love them. They do. They they hand you one at the end of the year every single year to tell them how how they're doing. Right. And I think it'll be fun because we haven't done that before, and now we're going to get the candid perspective on what's working, what's not working in education. Chad, are you an educator? We all are to a certain extent, but we can be real about it. Absolutely. Like it's not perfect, which is, that's why we started this because we know there are things, this, this podcast was about the good, the bad and the funny and the ugly, the fugly, whatever. (laughs) That's what this podcast was. 
we were going to just talk about it all. Sometimes we talk about funny things. Sometimes we talk about serious things. Sometimes we complain about it. We nitpick, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to do that with ed- the ed- education side too. Sure. So anyways, look for those um, surveys on our social media, uh, candid underscore ATC. I'll retweet them on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can mm-hmm. tag people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll figure out a way maybe to put them up elsewhere if you're not on the social on, on Twitter. But we would appreciate those, okay? Well, we yeah, we can and we can create links to the website and things like that. So, um, we last week, yeah, last week was a fun show. It was Memorial Day. We we kind of just shot the breeze on Memorial Day. We did. Uh, we FMK'd um, a TV show, an ath- like the idea of an athletic training related TV show. TV show. You? We asked, what would the appropriate um, style be? Yeah. We put it on Twitter, and we didn't put up comedy. We probably could have. Because you don't like comedies. I hate comedy. Yep. I hate laughing. You just if hate I it. never laugh again, I'll be the happiest athletic yes. trainer ever. You just want to cry and wallow in your dramas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure I do. <laughs> and probably get really angry. Maybe scared at some horror movies. You know, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I watched an actual horror movie. Uh I would say I've watched some horrible movies, but yeah. not horror. The last one I went to, the last one I went to in the theaters was It. Oh wow! I don't so know. That if was I've like ever, that was like two years ago, maybe. I don't think I've ever gone to one in the theater. It was good. Like it, I was, I was, I was excited I for mean, it. It's good. It was good. Um, yeah. Sidetrack. But so, yeah, we had the poll for yep. the live drama or kind of talk show yep so the reality show style like a cops like a mm-hmm. follow around one yep first place 65 percent uh the drama you know a gray's anatomy type one got 21 percent. i'm guessing it would have got higher if had we said drama or comedy like a pre-scripted yeah, one it probably would have got so. a little bit higher and then late night host style 14 percent. so i think there's a there's a really good i mean scrubs is a very real representation of what a lot of athletic trainers probably would want to see as an athletic training show because it's just it's a drama it's a comedy it's a you know i don't know it's wacky it's a dramedy it's a dramedy um yeah i think it was was great i don't i almost i almost a a dramedy or a comma really a comma wow comedy drama yeah that's interesting okay so you heard it here first (laughs) If anybody starts using the the word comma to describe a comedy drama, yeah, they owe us some money. Yeah, that's us. Well, Chad. Yeah, it's fine. It's us. <laughs> so we also talked about what's on your Mount Rushmore of picnic slash barbecue foods. Yeah, because we love that's all food. we do is talk about food around here. Because food, I'm a fat guy in heart. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick O'Donnell, brats, 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 more brats, 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 brats. So Damn, yeah, what do you got on the the Mount Rushmore I mean, here? What do you think? I think we well, did a I pretty loved, good job on ours. I think we did a wonderful job, and I think we sparked some crazy. Well, you sparked some crazy like uh, feed of like this marshmallow. What it? What is it really called? It's called a. Crap, Dave sent it to us, but it's like a pistachio. He had a, a pistachio one. I mean, there's different, f- any sort of fluff based. Fluff, apple, pistachio, fluff nuts. Put like, some marshmallow in something. Yeah. 
And I like so my family never had that at barbecues okay. or yeah, you know Dave's, fam outdoor family gatherings. Um, Dave, drink, everyone drink. <laughs> drink. I, we said Dave. Yep. And I think he sent us up. So that that went really that went really fun. I mean, and then I think everybody likes corn on the cob and everybody likes cheeseburgers. You know, whether you got bacon on it, whether you don't. I mean, like whatever. Brats more, were popular, but brats became really popular, and then mm. it was clear as day. If you were from the South, um, maybe, maybe Texas, I don't know. I mean, you were talking about the real barbecue. Briskets and, your, and ribs. Your briskets and ribs. Yeah. And I think that is so delicious. Um, but it's so dependent on where, you, like, where you're from, yeah, where was, you grew up. It was regional. Where you live. It was great. It's, Which, it's great. No, I love it. I absolutely love should, it. Maybe we should do just like a big potluck. Athlete that would be fun. All along the, that would be fun. The country. Everyone so bring their own. Our buddy Dylan, um, he mentioned ice cream sandwiches, mm. and I remember when we were first talking about the Mount Rushmore of food, and you then mentioned a dessert, and I'm like, "Ooh, dessert! Like, holy cow! I didn't like. I wasn't putting two and two together of like outdoors dessert, blah blah blah. Ice. I love me an ice cream sandwich. I do too." love them mm -hmm. now you can you could really win me over if it's like a chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich yeah. but even just your classic ice cream sandwich man i could crush those when i was a kid uh, yeah and oh, i cannot yeah. remember the last time i had one it probably it's got to be 10 years ago well if we get well this... maybe maybe like eight if we used to have ice cream in the clubhouse and they, i bet i had one there we finish this before curfew. Ooh, a curfew. <laughs> we can go get yeah. some. We're not going to get it done. I just curfew. got a text that um, there's a curfew in, I don't know if it's Florida or just Tampa. Tampa, 7.30 p.m. curfew today in well, Tampa. If we fly down there in the next 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. A lot of mac and cheese on here, too. I think that's one we kind of Oh, missed. yeah. I mean, totally. Totally. Right. I... Some good Crush some mac and cheese. There's some good some good Mount Rushmore. It was great. Thanks for all the feedback, guys. Yep. Appreciate it. All right, let's um get into a show. Let's do let's do sixty nine. Sixty <laughs> All right, so um where should we start? I don't know. You don't know? Okay, know. then how about this? Seeing as we didn't do a top five last week, let's start at the top five. It's been so long. It's been so long, and everybody's just waiting. Yeah. It's, I mean, it gets the people going. It gets the people going. All right. Uh, the top five this week, Kevin. Yep. We asked 100 athletic trainers. That's a lot of athletic trainers. Name a state you'd least like to work in as an athletic trainer. Okay. Um, New York. Hmm. I feel bad because... New York's one of my favorite states, but I, I really don't want to be in New York right now. Um, California. Apparently, there is no, like, licensure in California. Like, I didn't know this. Oh, you didn't? I, I had no idea. I don't, I don't like, dive deep into, like, the, the legislation side of athletic training. And so I didn't know that. And so I think there should be some licensure, like, of you would some sort. It's 2020. Friggin' A, Cali. I don't know. I don't know why it's been hard to get it. But 2020. 
20,020 and there's no <laughs> licensure. And now granted, we just sent more people up into the space, but we can't get licensure. Yeah. What the I, hell? I mean, I think it's interesting because there's part of me that wants no licensure on myself because then I can do whatever the heck I want as long as I feel competent in doing what I am. But Wild West style, Kevin. Crazy. At the same time, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty important. Um, all right. Uh, Minnesota. Too soon? Too soon? Too I don't soon. know. Minnesota. Florida, too damn hot. Oh, you were talking about the Vikings before. Oh, yes, that's you right. You want to work with um, the Vikings. The Vikings suck. And so um, <laughs> if you live in Minnesota, yeah. We're Purple Packer and fans. gold, no, 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 no. Bad team, bad team. Um, and then last but not least, Mississippi. And my, I've been there, done that. Those was, five? It wasn't my cup of tea. Okay. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Did I get any? I don't remember what you said. Huh? Well, yeah, you got at least one. Well, you just give me the top five over there, and I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm going to give you the top seven. Okay. Because there's a three-way tie for last place. All right. With four votes each. Okay. North Dakota, New York, and Maine. So I know you got New York for sure. Those are like all over. I, yeah. Those was, are very different places. Yeah. And I'm wondering why. I'm guessing New York is too big for some people, but there's plenty of state there that's not city. There is plenty of state there that's not city. <laughs> so <laughs> I lot. don't know if that was why they got four. Um, North Dakota. I'm guessing the stigma is there's not a lot to do outside of work. Probably not. So you don't want to work there because of you're I just bored. Know. Yeah. So all you're gonna do is work. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't know why four people said Maine. I don't. It's maybe a weather thing. Maybe tends to be pretty cold and okay. windy up there. Sure. I don't know. Fourth place, six okay. votes. Florida. Florida. I got another one. You did say that one. Too damn hot. Too hot. <laughs> uh, third place, nine votes. Alaska. Alaska, yeah, I guess working there would be too cold. Tough. Yeah, I want probably wanna, too cold. I want to go there what more about, than anything. What about the the this? Anybody s- listening in Alaska? If I could, if I could like stay at your house, that'd be awesome. If you are an Alaska listener, please let us know. Let us know what it's like to be an athletic trainer in Alaska. Do you think that pretty cool the twenty four hours of sun or twenty four hours of darkness has something to do with it? Like, would it that might. affect you at all? You know, I I want to say that it wouldn't. But I'm sure it would. Like, uh, my, I can sleep during the day, but at the same time, I, I struggle the old, a little bit. The older I get, uh, the more I do wake up with like the sun. Like it, when it starts getting bright in my room, I wake up with it. And sometimes I use it as my alarm clock. Yeah. So if it was always sunny in Philadelphia, it's never sunny in Phil. Wait, always oh, that's sunny? a TV show. Yeah. Um. If I'd have like blackout shades all the time, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'd like that. Talk to your landlord. <laughs> <laughs> He's a jerk. Jackass. <laughs> um, yeah. Second Jackass. place. Second place. Yeah. With fifteen votes. Wisconsin. Texas. Oh, Texas. With a dollar sign. Interesting. I said with that, a dollar. I say sign. that same joke. Mm. Did you see? I showed you that Saturday Night Live skit, didn't I? Yes. Okay. I think, well, and so Texas... Made both lists. 
Yeah. I made uh, um, places I'd like yeah. to work and places I wouldn't want to work. I feel like that is Texas, though. Yeah. And I, I think maybe number one is going to be the other state that I feel like you either love it or you don't. Um, and what's interesting is it, Texas is still the, o- the only state with their own like uh, certification, right? I think. Yep. Also probably controversial. Yes. You know, we, keep, we got one state that doesn't have any license. You know, our state doesn't do any any the certification like everybody else. Yeah. What's going on in this world? 2020. 2020. Get your act together. Yeah. Uh, in first place, the 36. So I'm just quick math. 36. Yeah. So it it was it wasn't even close. It okay. was California. Yeah. The licensure was a huge deal. I got it's, four out of five. Yep. You did. <laughs> okay. I, I was clearly not listening. Well, you said New York, Florida, no, Texas. I got three out of. I got three out of five. I got three out of five. Cali, Texas, New York. So I had Minnesota, Cali, New York, Florida, Mississippi. Okay. And, and I just don't. I don't want to be. Yeah. Let's see how many different states many we got right now. listed. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. 22 states. Is Wisconsin on there? Uh, two, vo- two votes for Wisconsin. What? Come mm-hmm. on. Greatest state ever. Yeah. Well, to um, do a podcast from. We did We did get one person say a cold one. Oh. It didn't matter. Would, Wisconsin they would just fall didn't want into that in one. The cold. And yeah. it actually, it was a cold one, dot, dot, dot. Sorry, guys. Oh. Like they felt bad for us because we always talk you know, about you, the cold. You don't have to feel sorry for us. You're not right now because no. we finally it's got a little bit of 70 nice degrees weather. out right now and it's sunny. These are the best three months of our year. Yeah. And probably, I mean, I, I've never lived anywhere else in the Midwest, but I, I would argue we got the best three months of summer than anywhere else in the country. Well, here's yeah. the thing. Hot Think take. about how Hot much take. those southern states hate this time of year. Oh, my God. This Been is there. the Been best there. time of the year. Yeah, it's incredible. I listen to so hot. I listen to another podcast that's based out of Arizona, and they're talking about how they hate this time of the year and they love the winter months. And I'm like, you guys are silly, dude. When I was in Mississippi on the Gulf for the entire summer, I mean, it was three months of just not never stop sweating the entire time. You're just always sweating. I had a I am not kidding. A one minute and 45 second probably drive from my apartment to the ballpark. Wow. Maybe two minutes. And I would sweat. Like, I'd be dripping sweat by the time I parked my car. Silly. It's not even enough time to, like, get the air conditioning going. Yeah, it's blowing like, hot air. So it was just like, okay, just, like, roll down the windows and try to, I don't know, go as fast as I can to get some circulation in this mm. thing. But, no, man, it's so hot. So hot. We'll go northern states this time of the year. Yeah. Traveling athletic training. I got traveling nurses. Why can't there be traveling athletic training? Should be. Should be. Oh, what's next, um, dude man? I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to do the fictional athletic trainer or do you want to FMK some what? things? Okay, so let's FMK. You, you you came up with this one on a on a very slow night in the hospital. <laughs> yeah you started thinking about some weird stuff so it's episode 69 we're gonna fmk some holes <laughs> all right um here's here's how this came you down you said that with a straight face how'd you say that i don't know <laughs> we're fmk some holes tonight um 
So I was doing screenings at the hospital. Yeah. Trying to help out. Mm -hmm. And we were using an oral um, thermometer. Thermometer. Probe, you know. Yeah. Old old school (laughs) probing underneath the tongue. Oral probe. An oral probe. I it's 2020. I know everyone else is using forehead, forehead scanners, but the hospital I was working at wanted us to go old school here, and That's I'm doing not that it. old school. And Bend over. Somebody came in, and I tried to put the, the the probe underneath their tongue, and it was like a you know how you know how when you shake a hand, the worst thing you can do is have that limp fish. <laughs> That's what I'm going to describe this guy's tongue like. He like couldn't like I could barely like get it underneath. I was like, "What are you doing, man? Have you never had a, had this had maybe, anything underneath your tongue?" Maybe he just went to the dentist. And it was it was just really awkward for a split second. And I was like, I didn't know what to, I didn't know if I had to like say something to him or whatnot. But it was just I was like, "This is silly." Maybe. And it's it it happened a couple times, but this guy was particularly <laughs> bad with the limp tongue. Limp like, tongue. This guy's not doing anything. Limp tongue disease. I mean, he's. I'm sorry. He's. I don't know what to say. I mean, maybe he just went to the dentist and got a tooth pulled, and yeah. his mouth was still numb. Maybe, yeah. You know? Maybe he had a uh, numb mouth. That's maybe. a great. You know what? Thank you. You're such I a apologize jerk. to this gentleman who couldn't move his tongue appropriately for the probe. Guy's just trying to take care of his mouth and have good <laughs> dental hygiene. I mean, and you're you're just. Bagging on him right now, Captain Limpfish over here. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, it got me thinking about the part of the job that I really, actually, I don't necessarily care for is mm-hmm. that part of the job. I think I've said it before. I would really, I would struggle with a swim team because it's so much cold cough, flu, yeah. looking in ears, ears, and checking temperatures, and like I just wouldn't. It's not for me. Kudos to all you swim athletic trainers or water polo athletic trainers or anybody that works with anybody in the water. Do you think do you think there's as much with swimmers or water sports in the southern states because it's warm outside? I, our, I mean, our athletes here. I think so. They're like they're getting out of the pool and like they're showering yeah. and then and then they're walking to class. Yeah, in but I'm guessing degrees. down there they're just in the water more. Yeah. So probably I'm sure there's still ear stuff. I mean, it's just it's just natural. But so then I started thinking about all the different like things, all the orifices we have to go in. So many holes. So many holes, and we we picked three, and we're gonna FM cam. Yeah, we're gonna do not necessarily evals. No, but we're gonna do ears, eyes, mouth, like going in, doing a small procedure, whatever it might be, fixing yeah a problem that an athlete might have with yep. their ears, with their eyes. Sorry, ears, eyes, mouth. Yes. You want me to go or you want I, to go? I would, I would love you to go first because this is this is your thing. Okay. Right and you're you're on a roll. Um, I think I'm going to kill. Mm-hmm. Eyes. Oh. Um, one because I'm just really like eyes. Okay, so procedures would be like going in there, like. How many times does an athlete come up to you and be like, hey, I think I got something in my eye. Can you see it? And you're like lifting eyelids and you're doing all this stuff. And you're like, no, there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there. Just Mm -hmm. put some water or an an eye drop or an antihistamine. You got allergies. Yeah. Uh, Do I have pink eye? No. Um, Well, is it pink? No. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, every once in a while. Have you been sniffing any butts lately? 
but the part okay and then then you got the, <laughs> did you fart in your pillow again last night <laughs> oh gosh don't don't put it in between your legs when you're gonna fart <laughs> um all you side sleepers you're supposed to have a pillow in between your legs but not if you're a farter yeah if you're farting all all night, I mean, and then don't lay on that. And keep it keep it a, as the leg pillow. I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be 100 <laughs> honest. I'm one of those side sleepers and I'm one of those farters. So I gotta be real careful. Yeah, you gotta separate your pillows. You yeah. can't you can't interchange them. No interchanging. Um, as tip 101. But I, I want to kill eyes because I'm I'm actually ultra leery. Like you you can mess up an eyeball real quick. I, yeah. Like if especially if you're using a knife to examine it. Yeah, or like even you have. Well, sometimes they say like flip up the eyelid oh, with like a I cotton tip applicator, and I'm I like, yeah, that. okay. If I sneeze, that like <laughs> would just worst case scenario. I'm gonna screw up someone's. Vi- I I'm gonna kill it because I think it's actually the most to me, the most nerve wracking. Almost not that I'm like scared to do it, but like I'm like, ah, oh, all right. I'm gonna be take a extra second here. Is that why you always hold back your sneezes? No. No. Right. No. That just grew up learn not learning how to sneeze correctly interesting i get yelled at because i i i'm like an old man when i sneeze i just give one real big one on it just let it go boom just get it out Um, chad's chad's a hold it back kind of guy really i'm not i just don't i'm not forceful (laughs) i'm not a forceful sneezer i get i mean yeah that's a good question how many sneezes (laughs) i always sneeze in threes and fours okay Actually, it's usually fours. How many sneezes? I try to do one, just one big one. All right, let's let put that. I want to get some feedback usually it's on how two, many though. sneezes. You do usually sneeze three or four. It's incredible every single time. And I time. think because it's I sneeze like it's like doesn't it's like the stupid little hachu. <laughs> <laughs> I can't like let hachu. it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's because I have those sinus problems. Yeah, the non-smelling the whole non-smelling sinus thing. Yeah. It just maybe it just won't come out. Maybe next. I'm a th- mouth breather. My nose just doesn't work. One of these so days, I'm going to get you on camera sneezing. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so you killed eyes. I've killed the eyes. So <laughs> Speaking I got, of sneezing, you've killed eyes. <laughs> ears and mouth. Yep. Um, I don't, again, I don't really like any of these things. Um, I guess if I have to choose which one I like more, which one I want to do more often. Um. Which hole do you want to do more often? Uh, well, that's an easy one. <laughs> Come oh, on, man. Candid. I'm just looking at ears we're and mouth, and now you've really today. just made up my mind. <laughs> Nobody wants to do an ear ears. hole. Uh, actually, I don't mind. No. You know what? F the ears. Because F you're them. looking, you're going to go in there, and what are you going to see? You're just going to see a bunch of wax. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, you got a, a wax problem. Drop cleaning out your ears once, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's fine, but then that one can be like a little, again, it's like how, how, what's the thing called? What is the thing called that you look in the ears with? It's an otoscope, but it's a, but you use the same otoscope for your nose and your ears and your eyes. I mean, the eye one has a different attachment. When you, when you got the overly sensitive person with the otoscope, like, and you're trying to put the otoscope in there in the. In the ear, and then they're like flinching yeah, and like super gentle. sensitive. Yeah. You just gotta be a little yeah. gentle. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, that's that's effable, but <laughs> you, you can't just like ram it, ram it in there. No, you, just be gentle. Um, and again, is it really fun to do over and over and over again? 
Not really. Not really. Um, <clears throat> so I'll marry the mouth. Okay. As most, never mind. <laughs> um, I, you know, there's just going to be the most variety. It's going to be the most intriguing, and you can probably get away with being a little bit more aggressive. Oh, uh, looking in the th- like deep in the throat. God <laughs> dang it! I can't do this. <laughs> what a great podcast we got this going on here. The best FMK we've ever done. I like, really hope the presidential way. candidates yeah. are listening today. This uh, is gonna be a good one. Your all turn. You, go. I'm done talking. All of, all of you athletic it. trainers that thought that you know we floated the line of being um, appropriate. very appropriate. It's well, gone. We're, we're crossing it, and we're, this is welcome to the real, yeah. the real Chad and Kevin here. Go all right. ahead, go ahead. So, Your turn, my turn. All right, I'm, I'm killing the mouth because <laughs> I know you are. No, I mean seriously, if I wanted to do things in mouths all the time as an athletic trainer, I should have just went to like six more years of school and became a dentist. All right, very and fair gotten point. paid Good a point. lot more. And I don't, I don't like. There, there's been a few times. Okay, so like, you know, checking some, like evaling their, you know, tonsils or something like that. Like, are they, do they have any swelling in the back of their throat? Something like that. Other than that, I don't, the only stuff that I ever experienced with mouths of like, being like, hey, like, what is this? Be like, well, you probably shouldn't have gone home with that person last night. Oh, yeah. Like, and so, yeah, I'm. I no, I'm. I'm killing mouths. How often do you look in somebody's mouth and go one hundred with one hundred with one hundred percent certainty? You go, yeah, I know exactly what that is. Oh, uh, tooth. That's your tooth. Yes. <laughs> or like, yeah, you. Yeah, you know what? It looks like your tooth is cracked. Um, you see it. Like, yeah. I mean, I've had no, that. Or, oh, the you back lost the throat. One. You see something that's, you're like, I think that's not right. Go get looked at. Correct. Oh, it's white and it's puffy. Yeah, I, nope, not touching it. Now, okay, so here's one thing. I totally forgot. (laughs) I will do, like, I will do actually, like, massage techniques on people's masseters and pterygoid muscles. Okay. And it actually is really awesome. Throat massage. It hurts. Yes, throat massage. Um, did, I told, did I tell that story on this podcast? The maybe. throat massage? The athlete that asked me for a throat massage? Weirdest things ever said to me? Somebody maybe. asked me for a throat massage? Might have been the same day that I told the story. I'd be like, eh, you have yeah. a pill for yeah, my throat's really, really dry. Yeah. Um, now, oh, that that might change my crap. I might, it might change my mind. No, I'm, just, I'm still going to kill mouth. Like, whatever. Um, I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to marry eyes. Mm. And this is why. The eyes always get you. They, they always get you. Marry the like, eyes. That's, just, that's, a, that's a good, you know, that's actually a good life strategy, life advice, Kevin. Always, always that marry has, the eyes. That's good athletic training and good life advice. Marry that's, the eyes. That's all I was going for. That's all I was going for. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. so this is what I would say. Um, if somebody comes up to me and says, you know, I feel like I got something in my eye. Most of the time I look, you know, I put a glove on, I look, I don't see anything. All right, well, we're just going to wash your eye out with some saline. Is it better? Is it worse? Is it the same? All right, whatever. To me, it's, it's very easy. I never do the, like the flip the eyelid with the 
Q-tip or you know the cotton tip applicator because all I do I just open their eyelid aggressively and then just <laughs> tell them to move their eyeball around like I don't see anything and then so from there if it's if it is something like pink eye they're like oh can you look at this I'm like mm, you know what I I think you got pink eye so you're gonna get evaluated by a doctor like so and I I can't tell you how many athletes hate getting like putting eye drops in their own eyes oh and they're that's like a good call and they're like oh, okay I, I really need you to put i need you to do it and it's like okay and i would just i'd pin their eye open and i go bop and i just drop those yeah. eyes or the eye drops in there i am pretty comfortable with us like giving them a totally drop. i used to not be like i used to like because i didn't have to do it as much and then all of a sudden it was like I had like th- a span of like three or four years where I had like three or four athletes that would constantly ask me, oh, can you, I, I, I can't do it myself. I can't do it myself. Um, and so it's annoying, like marriage probably can be. Somebody else would have to let me know. But um, I think I can tolerate it every time. Okay. Right? Now the ears, right? I'm going to F the ears because you get some really great stories out of some ears. Okay. I have known, I have seen a moth taken out of an ear. Mm. I know somebody else, Dave, drink, that has probably removed another bug out of an ear. Um, I myself had a string of a couple athletes that had really bad earwax. And so they were getting like ear pain from it. And it was like impacted. Yeah. And it was like super bad. Like they're just like, I can't sleep. Like I'm standing in the batter's box and like, I'm thinking about my ear hurting instead of like focusing on the ball. And so, um, how about, have you used the purple Versa loop thing? No, I haven't used that. The loop, that thing, like I've used that with a few athletes and they say that it hurts. Hurts. Oh, see. So, okay. So I've done. Um, have you done the, the funnel thing, suck the air, like light it we, on fire and suck well, the wax out? I have done that, and it works, but not not in that case. Like these athletes that have like super impacted earwax, I mean, it's going to help, but it's not going to like take out all the earwax. You need to flush it out, right? And so we had this really great device that hooked up to a faucet, and it would spray water into the ear canal, but then also suck it out at the same time. Hmm. And so you would gather all this disgusting lumps of earwax in this little reservoir. Suck and blow everyone's favorite game. Yeah, exactly. Um, But what I found to work the best was just literally, um, I had this, so there's the swimmer ear stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And, there's other there's other stuff that actually helps um, loosen and like get the earwax to be a little softer, and then what you do is just take a syringe and just blow the crap out of the ear. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna damage their eardrum. And man, I've seen some disgusting stuff come out of an ear, and I think that's what I'd f it. The worst thing I pulled out of an ear was an actual full-on earbud from a phone. Like oh, from, from a, a phone? Sure. From like a, yeah. yeah, headphones. Like 
in your earphone, yeah. like the the case, yeah. like when they used to have like the protective casing yeah. on the outside. And that's what I think a full one went in there. There's there's kind of like a we've talked about it in the past, like even like taking out stitches or like I like if I gotta get a ingrown hair out of somebody, it's kind of fun, like because it's kind of like surgery. Like that's what the ear kind of reminds me of. I couldn't, like doing I couldn't some, get it out. Oh, I, I, had, I was on the oh. road and had to send him to lucky the, her. The, the other team doctor. No, it was him. Oh, yeah, I couldn't get it. I got it. Okay. A little slow. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to do a fat? <laughs> oh, let's move on. Fictional athletic trainer. Last week we debated hamburgers and hot or hamburgers and hot dogs. Seventy-one <laughs> percent of you said hamburgers would make the better fictional athletic trainer. Duh. This week we asked you, what should we do? We wanted to do something Jason Bateman related. Yeah. We've been talking about Ozark so Ozark. much, and uh, we one of the great one of the greatest actors of our time, Jason Bateman. You know, he's growing on me a lot, dude. He's so good. I and I actually realized. <laughs> Just recently, you know how they always ask, oh, if there was a movie about your life, who would play you? Oh. I actually think Jason Bateman would he could do, do a, a good, good job, job of me because he's kind of clean cut, but he's got that real sharp sarcasm. Yeah. I, I would be honored if Jason Bateman would play me in a movie. I think I think he could pull I it think off he, better I than I think he would else. do well. I always thought like the Ted Mosby guy. Yeah. from uh, I forgot the actor's name that played Ted Mosby. It'll come to me. Keep going. Uh, he would be a good one. Uh, the guy that played E in Entourage. That I don't know. I never watched Entourage. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Entourage would be a good fat, too. And then now Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman would be really good for you, actually. Um, <sighs> so anyways, we put call. it up. We put up Dodgeball. We put up uh, Ozark. And we put up Arrested Development. And Dodgeball had basically 50%. Of the vote, so we're gonna. And I'm surprised we haven't had a dodgeball fat in 69 episodes. I, it, it's true. So like so true. Josh Radnar. Thank you. I looked it up. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother, and I think Eric Connolly is the guy from Entourage. Eric Connolly, Connelly, Connolly, something like that. Depends Whatever. on if he's Irish or not. Yeah. So dodgeball, what do you got? Well, so there's so many characters, right? There's a ton I mean, of characters. You you have your like your two main characters of like your your like protagonist and antagonist, right? And mm-hmm. your and your Peter Lafleur and White Goodman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the rest of the teams, right? Yep. And then you got the commentators, Cotton and Pepper. Oh, they're so underrated, right? I think they, I think they make that movie. So I was thinking about just kind of, we maybe we just go about it. You know, we normally do eval emergency situations, um, like taping or hands-on skills, and then rehab, and then like personality. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just give some quick check marks to each one of the characters because I think, I, I'm like, in reality, like. Peter LaFleur and White Goodman, both of them are actually going to be really bad athletic trainers. Yeah. I, right? I'm going to be 100% honest. As I, I, I wanted to just watch the movie again because oh, of this. God, so I, I watched it last night. I have, I have somebody in mind that I think would make the best from the whole thing. And I kind of do too. Well, should we just... Well, I mean, who's we yours? can debate a bunch of people. 
No, I mean, I think we debate. I think because we can get we can get a lot of quotes in if we debate everybody, and we can we can talk a lot of funny okay. funny scenes if we talk about everybody. All right, but all right, well, let's patches cool. old hand. He wins. Is that who you got? <laughs> well, yeah, he drinks his own pee. Oh, his urine. <laughs> Is it really necessary? No, <laughs> but it's sterile, and I like and the I taste. I like the taste. Um, so how about in oh. an emergency situation? In an emergency situation. Who do you see being the best person in an emergency situation? Um, or maybe a couple people that are good. Man, I'll tell you what. Average Joe's, is, the whole team is going to really struggle. Oh, my God. The whole team. Other than Kate. Correct. Uh, in an emergency situation, <clears throat> White's going to struggle. Oh, yeah. Big time. I mean, uh, you know... <laughs> The only person in the whole damn show that's going to be any good in the emergency is Chuck Norris. <laughs> um, no, thank you, Peter. <laughs> fucking Chuck Norris. Um, man, in emergency, I think Kate is going to be the best. Kate's got my vote. Probably. I think, you know what? I think Peter LaFleur would be good too in emergency just because he's a little unf- like he's so like I don't care that correct. nothing really correct r- rattles him uh they're gonna be the two best he could ha- he could have a half point what get what what takes it out is that he's he's so like in the beginning of the movie so I don't care and then at the end of the movie he like quits on his team for a second because the pressure is too much in emergency situations yeah, not a not a great. Yeah. I think scenario. Kate Kate's easily the one that's like, I mean, She's she can pretty much handle headed. anything. Yeah, totally. What do you get? Anything else? No, not really. I think really the whole movie, none of them are going to be very good. Um, <laughs> that might be why it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be okay. I mean, Justin's terrible. Wor- the would be the worst. He'd be the worst. Maybe Patches. Justin, for anybody Patches? that's not listening, he's like the one that wanted to be a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Was his name Justin in the movie? Yeah. Justin Long is the actor. Is that name. the actor's name? Justin Long Pretty is sure. the actor's name. And I think on the show, yeah, I think it Pretty is Pretty sure Justin. his name was Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Patches O'Hulian sure, would but... actually be good under pressure. Ooh, you know, he probably would. Because he's just so, like, crotchety. He F would it, be actually it, So we got two... We yeah. have two actual okay. characters that would be good under pressure. I'll give you that a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, his name is Justin, and his name is Justin Long. You know. Yeah. Gordon would be terrible. He'd just get angry at any, or he would just like be get into a like a, a shell, and he'd give you some weird stat about something else. All right. I'm, you know what? I'm going I'm to just let the cat out of the bag right now. The, okay. the character that I think... I'm going to end up going overall with yeah. is Michelle. Oh, I think Michelle would sneaky be a good athletic trainer. I think he'd actually be okay in this department. Okay. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't, yeah, he'd be okay. He's, he's kind of like the cool, calm, like he's like, he, he's sort of like a henchman character. He is. But he just kind of takes care of all the business while white's stuffing pizza down his pants. Ooh, yeah. Having um, fun. So that's a, that's a, I think he'd be okay in emergency. Not necessarily as good as Kate or Patches, but probably on par with Peter Lafleur. That's a really solid pick. Thank you. That's a really solid. He's gonna. Pick. I know he's gonna be my like overall 
the guy I'm going to say. I'm just letting it out now. Interesting. All right. And I, so what I was going to say was Kate. Mm-hmm. I agree I, that like, in emergency situations, oh, you're well, saying no, overall. like overall. I mean, she's just, she's always cool and calm. She like goes above and beyond in the fact that like. You mean because she's bisexual? Well, yeah, but no, she like literally looks at Peter Lafleur and be like, you, none of your craps in order. Yeah. And she just goes to his office and yeah, starts admini- putting it in order. Yeah, we'll save that for administrative. Because she's a lawyer, have, right? Yeah, she's I mean, administrative. Lawyers are really good at administrative stuff for the most part. And then she's also, so she's very smart mm-hmm. from that standpoint, right? She's also very, um, I think she could be a very good uh, athletic trainer from the standpoint of talking to coaches, talking to parents. Mm-hmm. Like, she can handle situations very well do we just get out of the do we just we did so yeah. taping um hands-on <laughs> skills easily the pirate um steve the pirate Arr. i don't know Arr, you know um i don't really know like taping oh, oh gosh i mean pirates you i know, think he didn't have he wasn't missing a leg or an eye or anything like that he's a fake pirate peter lafleur um, would be okay you would think um he had some hand-to-hand combat action stuff with his blindfolded Chuck Norris, you know, I don't know. He can do things. He could probably tape a ankle blindfolded. How about that? Mm-hmm. Right. He would, he would rock that contest. Um, what about like a rehab situation? Michelle. Michelle's probably a pretty good one. I, f- yeah. Uh, Gordon actually sneaky knows, uh, a lot of his body parts and he really I, does. So like, I'm going to go get my glutes fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I think go Pat, shock the glutes and in abdomen. I mean, a lot of rehabbing is being a coach. So patches has some, he's got some pull there. Mm. Got some pull. Um, patches would be a good one. He might, he might be really good at rehab. Owen. We haven't said anything about Owen or Dwight. Terrible. terrible. Owen would be terrible. You know what? Dwight for being a personal trainer. I never saw him do any work. No. He might. Maybe he's really, that's how good he is. No. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I like about Dwight is the, um, like the stares. So like when, when somebody would say something, he would just like, look at him. Like, are you kidding me? And then like, it would cut away from him. So I think from that standpoint, he would be a wonderful athletic trainer of like somebody says something stupid in your athletic training room and you don't even give them the time to say something. You just look at him. Personality wise. He, so he might have like, a little yeah. of that. Okay. He's, he's pretty good at that. All right. What else? Uh, what, what are we missing? Personality, rehab, eval. How about eval? Who can, who could read the room? Who could, who could get the answers? Peter yeah, he'd is be good. Um, you got to assume Kate would be good. Would be good. She's got to ask the right questions. She knew she knew that White was White, not Dwight. Ben Stiller mm-hmm. um, kind of was a creep before she even talked to him. Really, um, uh, Steve the pirate would not be. <laughs> How about, I mean, Pepper. Pepper needs new shorts. Pepper is no, really, Pepper's no. really good at like pointing out the obvious. No, he would be, <laughs> he's so dense. I love 
Jason Bateman in this movie. I think he makes the movie. He does. Cotton. Oh, God. Nope. Cotton also has a little bit of like. He he points out some of the obvious things, but then he's also like, "Are you kidding me? Like, did you just did you really just say that? Like, a bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, no shit. Like, they're yeah. gonna forfeit. Man, this movie is actually a lot worse for athletic trainers than I thought. It's well, it's terrible. This is tough for for a movie that is based on. Two Sports? fitness gyms, yeah, and a sport. Yep, they pretty get, bad athletic they, training wise. Yep. So personality, of, what what do you got? Personality. Who's going to be the number one personality athletic trainer? Oh, for sure, it's Peter Lafleur. It's Peter. Peter Lafleur would be really good. Uh, Kate would be f- good. She would. She's a little um, harsh. She she's she can be tough. She can be a tough athletic trainer. You'd have. She'd have to warm up to the athletes for a little bit. Sure. Um, how about uh, Michelle would be really quiet. Like he's the background athletic trainer. Like sure. he's going to, he's not going to be Michelle. where he's really good. Michelle is going to be really good because he's just doesn't need the attention. Yeah. He's just going to do his, he's going to go about his job and not need to be like, in front of any cameras or anything like that. He is he is an athletic trainer in that respect. Um, I believe I you. think the whole global gym, um, you know, Blade, Laser, Blazer, they're all kind of the same way. <laughs> this is <laughs> Blazer, Laser, um, Blazer. You know what? Justin would be okay here. He's, I, he's so, a like, lover. He, he's so eager to help everyone. Yeah, very true. Very true. He thinks, just wants thinks to, about everybody else. Yeah, he would be fine. Um, Takes it for the team sometimes. Yeah, I mean, he would suck at the rest of the job, but he does have he really would. the personality for it. Gordon would be terrible. What's that? Gordon would be horrible on the Bad. personality standpoint. We already said Dwight would be pretty good. Yeah, he'd be. Yeah, I think good he would. enough. I think. Yeah, I think he'd be a quiet, funny athletic trainer. Is there is there room for? A pirate or have playing a character as an athletic trainer? Yeah, could you like go about your day trying pretending like you were stealing, a pirate? Stealing ships, pillaging, like stealing. Do you think you could get away with it for a day, for a week, Yar. for a month? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Our probably, yeah, I could. <laughs> like, do they get rid of you if you they talk might. like that for a while? They might. Do the athletes just stop coming in? They, yes. It might be worth it. Well, you might, <laughs> well, you might get like three that are nonstop around you just because of it. Yeah, real big Pirates of the Caribbean fans. That would be really interesting debate. Could you be a character like a like a topic for this show? Like, could you be top five? Could you, could you last an entire day pretending to be a fictional character, or just like as an athletic trainer, just something like that, like. What if we what if we challenged people to actually enact our fictional athletic trainer all the time? Oh man, it would struggle. If me and you worked together, if me and you were in the exact same athletic training room. Yeah, we could do it then. There I guarantee you we would absolutely take two fictional athletic trainers all the time 
and we'd have to pretend to be that person all day, and then that's who would win the fictional athletic trainer oh. debate. Man. Let's do it. Can I get a job where you got where you work? <laughs> yeah, we'll have some openings. <laughs> um, all I'm, right. I'm trying to think. I'm in, is there, by the way, is there any, what's that? I'm in. I'm totally in. Yeah, I can work four jobs. That's fine. I'm trying. You got to anything think, else? Give uh, me your. All right. How about I just William Shatner? Is he is he gonna be any good? I don't know <laughs> if he could be an athletic trainer. How Scotty. about um, uh, Bernice? <laughs> Damn God. it, Bernice. Damn it, Bernice. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's your athlete? What are you doing? Um, I had an athlete that every time he would always go. <laughs> and Dave knows exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, God, I couldn't deal with Bernice. Oh, Bernice. I mean, you ruined it for the entire team. Three different anabolic steroids and a beaver tranquilizer. Low-grade beaver <laughs> tranquilizer. <laughs> All right, how about this? Last, last question, we'll move on. Oregon State Beavers. Um, thinking about all the teams that were in the tournament, you got your Lumberjacks, your Rappers, yep, your yep. Kamikaze, the, yep. the David Hasselhoffs. The Germans, yeah. Um, is there one that you really want to work with? <laughs> um oh god the police officers i'll take i'll maybe, take the police officers uh, i'll take the police officers maybe not right now too soon no again. i'll take them they nope i'll take them totally i think i'm working lumberjacks yeah why not there, there was what's the quote like they haven't seen a woman in six yeah. months or something. They probably <laughs> masturbate a lot. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you, Jason Bateman. What a friggin' movie! Oh god! All right, let's. God. All right, we can talk about that. We're we're not going to get anywhere. We're just going to talk about that movie for a long time. So let's... what do you got? I mean, you got your some quotes or something. You wanted to quiz me on some quotes. Oh or yeah, something. let's just yeah. real quick. Let's hit that up. I forgot I it. did that. Because let's let's keep down. laughing. If we have a topic for like four minutes, who cares? Yeah. I don't. I uh, really don't. All right. Tell me who said this. Yep. He's going to feel that tomorrow right in his beak. Oh, that was Pepper. Okay. Yeah. There's no crying in the bre- breast milk. There's no crying in the breast milk. I'm going to guess patches. Young patches or old patches? Ooh. Old. Old patches. All right. Don't pull a hamstring over it. Don't pull it. Peter. All right. Last one. Take care of your balls and they'll take care of you. Ooh. Um, who said that? Uh, take care of your balls. That was Young Patches. Young Patches. Yeah. All right. Four for four. You've done your homework. You've done well. <laughs> I just Dave thought they would were, be I was so proud. There's so many like real good quotes. I tried to take four obscure ones. Those were really those are really great ones. Yeah. I love the beak one is one of my favorite ones. Something I just tried something that actually had to do with body parts because it's Sure. We're athletic trainers athletic after all. Training. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, should we do a topic? Let's let's just power through. Okay. So, uh, if anybody doesn't know, we just recently interviewed the two presidential candidates, uh, Katie and Kathy. Um, on the old sports medicine broadcast. And we asked a lot of questions, and we thought 
what would our answers be to these questions? <laughs> yeah. Right. We just, um, just thought, but like, like, we I, asked these great questions, like, but we didn't even know the answers. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, it was, it was really fun to learn their opinions about things, but I think, um, the folks really want to know our opinion about everything, right? We're the experts. Right. So <laughs> no offense, Katie or Kathy. I mean, just kidding. We, uh, yeah, no, people really don't want to know, but we both will do great, but we're going to pretend that people do. Right. So what would your undergraduate mascot make, or why would your undergraduate mascot make the best athletic trainer, Chad? We both have the same one. Yeah, do you want me so. to do my other one? <laughs> oh, sure, if you want. The UW-Whitewater? What were? They? What are they? The Warhawks. Oh, they're the Warhawks versus Panthers. Yeah. Go for it. What's a Warhawk? A Warhawk is a bird. Like an eagle? Yeah. But it's a hawk? It's a hawk. So it's a dive bomber? It's a Warhawk. It's a Warhawk. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It is fast, agile. Ooh. They fly anywhere they, they want. Um, yep. So again, they're like the athletic trainer in that they can maneuver between situations very quickly. That agility, like, hey, I need to be over here taping. Oh, no, I need to be over here doing an eval. Oh, now I got to be over there on the field, whatever. Uh, transport would be good. Pick them up, fly them somewhere. Sure. Um, taping would be a problem. Not going to lie. It probably would. Um, but beaks and talons. Yeah. Uh, I think you could have some fun with rehab, aerial rehab. Sure. Um, dodge a <laughs> wrench, dodge a hawk, dodge a hawk. <laughs> um, so those are the three main things. So Panthers are stealthy. They're quiet, but if, when they attack, you're going to know, right? Okay. So Vicious. I think, I think athletic trainers are, we stay behind the scenes, we stay quiet, we do what we need to do, but when you hear our voice, you listen. Um, I think there is a agility to a panther that is very underestimated. I mean, they're they're jungle cats, right? So they're there's a jungle cat in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> hangover, hangover. Um, so they're, I mean, they're climbing trees, they're hiding in the brush. I mean, they're, I mean, they're doing everything, right? And so I think they have to be able to adapt to multiple different situations in that jungle. And so I think athletic trainers always have to adapt. And then, you know, I'm gonna go with. Oh, they got great eyesight, and so they can, you know, yeah. they're, they're seeing everything on the field. Hawks now a hawk's too. a hawk's got pretty darn yeah. good eyesight too. Um, yeah, I don't know who wins. I don't. We'll, we'll what just, was it, what was your favorite school to go to? Which my one did you? Which school to go to? Yeah, which I mean, one? Which so one did different. you prefer? I was a non-traditional UWM UW pay- student, so it was like <laughs> my my on-campus life at UW Whitewater was pretty good. Yeah, so that's true. You were always going back home. Like you, you never stuck around. Yeah. You were you were I was, busy well, managing I was a managing a freaking yeah I restaurant. was working a full time job while I was at athletic Chad, school if, so I didn't if anybody doesn't know Chad took on a second major later on I mean like he got his first major and then he he didn't like what he was doing and so he went back to school took on a whole another four year major which he probably finished in three years nope and he was also a, f- a full time manager at a restaurant at the same time. Now that's nuts. So people. you can manage the classroom and the clinical mm-hmm. hours and 
working. You can do it. You just have to be organized and that it's Man. just prioritizing what is important. Crazy. So, so it can be done. The people. FMK we gave Katie and Kathy. We did CEUs. Mm-hmm. Remember? And so you have to FMK yep. category D, EBPs, and then category B. Yeah. Yep. B D E B P. All right. I know this is going to be very unpopular. I bet not. But I'm killing the EBPs. Woohoo. No offense. I understand that um, research is important and it drives, but not. It, it has to be the right ty- type of research. There's so much. There's so much EBP out there that I think is. Uh, frankly, it's boring. It can be boring. Yep. Um, so I'm going to kill it. Good. I, Me too. Because I just don't want to be bored. Uh, I'm going to F the category Bs mm-hmm. because I talk into a microphone and like someone said, it, it is kind of a rush to do a lecture or yeah. whatnot. Um, I should marry category Ds because that's what we would be if we were. I should. <laughs> if you could get CEUs for this if we podcast, could get CEUs we are for this, it would definitely be, the category yeah. D. Um, so I'm going to, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I like going outside the discipline. Me too. Um, and doing some strength conditioning um, or doing, are you telling me going out uh, and doing like an EMT course would not be helpful? Correct. Um, I like doing some, bringing in some of these other disciplines and relating it to athletic training uh, and trying to make myself more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to marry it. And so I'm going to, so I'm right there with you on all of it. And this is where I think when we were interviewing Katie and Kathy, it was really interesting because they both said that they would marry EBP because of the, the commitment to learning research and like learning like verifying what we know right and that's exactly why i wouldn't marry it like as much as they argue for it in that realm like the reason i would at or kill it is that i want to bring in new fresh ideas all the time i want to challenge the the realm of athletic training Instead of just verifying that, like, this degree of whatever exercise is the best way to gain more muscle mass. And here's what they're going to tell Here's what they're going to tell us is it has to be a balance of all of it. Well, okay. We've sat here and we've made fun of the people who are on Instagram doing BOSU ball exercises. Right. You know, you have to separate. Correct. Use your friggin' noggin. Correct. And what? that's, and that, yes. So they, they both said, like, we cannot just have, like, the wild, wild west of CEUs. <clears throat> like, that, that cannot happen. And I totally agree. And I sit here saying, I'm going to marry the category D because you know what? If you are somebody that is going to sit here and think that doing, jump squats onto a BOSU ball that's on a 36 inch box with 
135 pound barbell on on your back and that's creating proprioceptive feedback or something and then that's where you're going to try to create a CU course you know what shut up and get out of the profession right and I don't want to see it and I don't want to do it and that is just stupid and you should not be following somebody that's doing that but like you said to go to a class that is led for EMTs I mean that is some very valuable stuff that an athletic trainer can learn and move into the profession. Love it. And I think I agree with you. The rush of doing some lectures, talking in front of people is really fun. Um, I, I mean, I, I love, I love doing talks at like local gyms or, you know, like for like small groups of people to like teach them how their body moves. And I, I think it's great. I think it's great. Next one? Yep. What are you going to miss about um, the NETA convention now that it's not happening live? For, for me, uh, the expo hall. Yep. The exhibit hall. I loved, and, and it is the energy, but the the chance to meet everybody, and it was just like, um, uh, that was so much fun going through there. I love seeing all the... Um, new products mm-hmm. uh, or meeting the people that, you know, have companies and are trying to contribute to the profession. I love the ingenuity as somebody who has uh, been issued a patent for an idea on a new product. I, that's where my heart is mm-hmm. uh, innovation uh, and fresh new ideas within the profession. So I l- I'm going to really miss the exhibit hall and mostly because last year we did the podcast thing with Jeremy and we walked around and we just met so many people and it was right. pretty cool. And that's what it, I think so much of that is the people you meet. And I think they hit it right on the head of the people, the socials, the energy that you get from it, the relationships that, that come out of the NATA. Um, but absolutely, I think for me, it's opportunity. I think me and you both had this. We were so hyped to go to NATA, be more involved with Jeremy on the podcast se- like section, maybe get get together with some other vendors and do some really fun stuff. Bring our podcast like almost to life and like to the NATA, um, and meet so many more people. I think it was going to be a really fun opportunity for us. And it's going to come. I mean, it, it will come. Um, and me, yeah. I want to ask you a question. Uh-huh. And I'm just thinking through this as you're talking. Because <laughs> I know you and I are, are similar, okay? So you have this weekend set aside, right? Uh-huh. This NATA convention. Yeah. And the day is built with built into the day, the CEU opportunities, right? Right. And these lectures and these whatever. Uh, Am I wrong? A small part of me, a very small part of me, thinks that that's not the right time to be doing it. You have 51 other weeks where you can be watching and listening to those lectures. It's true. You have four days to meet the people and interact and like talk like so no i'm yeah not begging on the nata convention in that like 
it's a wonderful time to get a bunch of CEUs and I, sit sit in a lecture hall and like listen to some of the brightest minds that our um, profession has talk. But at the same time, most of us do the exact same thing in these lecture halls. We sit there, we listen, we take some notes. And then when it comes comes down to questioning or like if you have any questions, we listen to the four other people that had that had questions, and then we leave that lecture hall. But what you I'm, could do that on your computer. Yeah. Any you, any you have week. Fifty one other weeks of the year where you could like if they're filmed and whatever. I get. Uh, I don't know. I'm, but there's also but there's one week where you could sit there, or everybody gathers and you could meet a crap ton of other athletic trainers and learn from each other. It's probably like, an unpopular opinion, but ah, uh, who cares? <laughs> it's what are you gonna do? I, I but maybe that's where there needs to be more breakout sessions. There means there needs to be a different outlook on all of us getting together. Maybe if we didn't use the NATA convention just for oh, well, it's not just for CEUs. Um, if we didn't have so much emphasis there, maybe we could gear some of that energy towards like expanding the profession. Maybe you put all these bright minds together to get more money for the profession. Maybe you put all these minds together to make the profession better. Teach people how to, like, next. the next question that we had for them, I think, it was something about um, contracts. It was the four, right? the Mount Rushmore of um, for young professionals. Yeah, and, like, so, like, one of the things was contracts. And, I mean, putting together even like a class at the NATA for young professionals or athletic training students to like negotiate or you bring in people that aren't athletic trainers to teach us how to negotiate, how to actually prove how much we're worth, how how to like argue how much we're worth. I think it's very, it could be a very valuable thing to do at the convention. Not only that, but also in all educations. And all ac- the academics should be more than just the anatomy. Like they teach us how to write a resume, but nobody teaches you how to negotiate a contract. You have to get onto Audible or buy a book about business. Mm-hmm. Like that, I learned that ten years after I became a certified athletic trainer. Like that's way too long, way too long. Um, yeah, you got anything on negotiating contracts? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, let's see here. Oh, we're not going to do that one because that one's based on, like, presidents. Um, what was it? It was, like, how are you going to best get your objectives communicated oh, to people? I, I got one for that. Okay, go for it. Like, how? President Chet. Well, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll gonna, be honest. President Henneberry. So much of Good what the NATA does is behind the scenes, yes. and we don't know. Right. We don't know how you you know what platform I would love them to to use more is YouTube. Sure. Or some sort of social media. I think and I well I think podcasts. Podcasts? I for me more more than YouTube podcasts. Only because I do I think you can so many of us like we start our podcast, we put our phone in our pocket and then we get ready with our day, for our day. Mm-hmm. right we hook up our bluetooth speaker we put it in our we start it in our car and we just listen uh just plain and simple the youtube uh, side of it that you you feel like you have to watch it 
I feel like takes it away a little bit. Now, and that being said, you could check out the Canada Athletic Training YouTube section. <laughs> yep. Um, but I agree with you. I think that's that's a very interesting. I want to know what the NATA does like a little more. We're trying to advocate and build up the profession. And I know we're talking about, you know, one of the questions is like social media and how fragmented and right. if it's positive or negative. Um, but if we, you can advocate like more videos and all, all that kind of stuff, the podcast world, the social media, the YouTube, I, I would kind of all lump it together. Yeah. Let's advocate more. Yeah. I, I totally. Th- so I think, and I'm not a great example only because I don't go out of my way to, get onto the website, like the NATA website. I don't I don't open every NATA news and read it from cover to cover. I don't I I haven't read one in Yeah. And that, so that and this is this is what I want to say about that. All the information in there is good. Right? It's it's all good stuff. None of it's like bad. None of it's like if you read that you were would literally be like, oh my God, you're hurting the profession. Correct. Right? But it doesn't hold my interest. Yep. And I don't know if I'm alone in this. And I don't, I know, well, I'm, I know I'm not because I know that the person sitting next to me feels very similar about this. Yep. But I don't, I, there's, there's got to be a different way to catch the attention spans of athletic trainers. And there's got to be a different way to, and I, you know, if you're going to complain about something, you better have an answer, right? And so I think I'm working on it by doing a, a podcast that's a little out of the ordinary, right? And going about talking about athletic training, not in the way that I heard it for the last 15 to, well, 15 years of my and, life. And not trying to disrespect it, but trying no. to just be open. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a, we've had a response from that. I think we have a very positive response to the podcast, and I think that it there's some stuff that should go this way, and maybe there sh- there needs to be a little bit more candid talk amongst athletic trainers, even in a, a publication of a magazine, mm-hmm. maybe on the website. I, I don't. Well, I just think I you know. can read. Um, okay, a lot of it is here's an article on this person, what they did uh, in this scenario, in this success story. That's built for video. Oh, I agree. Like, I totally agree. That's how we get those stories on news and yeah. across to other people and we yes. share it. True. Oh, totally true. Like totally true. That that needs to be a a trending video on YouTube to get ath- people to understand what's going on. This athletic trainer trainers. did a great job. Let's put it all yeah. you know, and, and it's slowly starting. We just need more of it. That's why I'm saying Agreed. that's the platform Agreed. that should be used. Keep, uh nope. Yep, you totally that's a great idea. Yeah, and that's where YouTube can be so like huge, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we both like one of the questions was more about the social media aspect of it. Yeah, let's get into and that how, one. Like, how do you feel about um, the anonymous accounts? How do you feel about just the way social media and athletic training are interacting with each other right now? Um, it's it's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. We're on social media, 
And not only are we as a podcast, but individually we're on social media as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Go for it. What do you think? I think social media magnifies what is already happening, sort of like this pandemic. Oh, yeah. If you are a positive person or you have a good... All right, I'll just, I'll just break it down. If, you have a, if you're in a good relationship, the pandemic came, you still have a good relationship. Yeah. If you had a bad relationship and then the pandemic came and then you like had to be like in quarantine with in a bad relationship or with someone you just didn't like you had a bad roommate situation or whatever it might be. Yep. It made it worse. Probably. That's how I feel about the anonymous accounts. Um, the people that are putting out good, positive content on, so, on anonymous accounts, kudos to you. But the ones that are just regurgitating bullshit, pardon my language. Heck yeah, Chad. That needs to go away. I agree. And I think um, there was a very good point made in that there needs to be an outlet for athletic trainers because we don't necessarily, a lot of us athletic trainers work by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has a team around them and we don't have the, the ability to immediately get something off of our chest but that is not what social media needs to be used for. I, I mean, we all, all of us have seen professional athletes that have been absolutely demonized or ostracized for something that they said on, on social media because they didn't think before they clicked send, yeah. right? And for athletic trainers to even remotely get into that realm and like, complain about a coach or something like that on social media that does not need to happen it doesn't you do not need to send that to an anonymous account and to get your to get something off your chest i'm not gonna lie if you you could even reach out to us and have like this happened i would i would love to know like your you and chad's opinion about this we'll gladly talk about that scenario on our podcast because we all have gone through crazy scenarios with a coach, with a parent, with a, another athletic trainer, one of our players. And I think that's why we even part, part of why we created our podcast was to give a platform of like, Hey, this is where we can talk about it. Oh, we got a curfew at 9 PM tonight, <laughs> 30 minutes um, to finish 30 this min up, 30 minutes to finish the podcast. Um, but I can't agree with you more that like it just if it social media makes things that are bad worse and it can it doesn't always make things that are good great and we need to be more on the good side and making them great if you need someone or some place to vent find a mentor find a coworker, find a best friend, find an aunt, find an uncle, find somebody else in person over the phone, find a therapist, like, find a therapist, <laughs> like legitimately, but it's, it's real. Like, yeah, go that route. Don't, don't use social media because the only thing that it can happen is now there are tweets and Instagrams and Facebook posts about athletic training that people can use as a negative light about athletic trainers. And that's not cool. Not cool at all. You got anything more on social media? No, sir. <laughs> um, 
So you kind of came up with this one, like the roles of clinicians, educators, legislation. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's a divide? I do. Do you? Chad does. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> no, I just do. I just feel like yeah. And you work. I mean, and this is not all of us work on a collegiate setting, mm-hmm. and I so I think you see this more than most because I think most college athletic trainers fall in some of these categories where I don't, I I mean, like I'm literally only a clinician. I don't, I don't have, I don't have, uh, interns anymore. I don't get myself like into the legislative side of athletic training. I mean, but college seems to be a hotbed for this stuff. I, I just think it's human nature to do what you're really good at. Sure. Um, and specialize. Sure. And also, the burnout rate of athletic training is so high to begin with because right. we're overworked and underpaid, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Um, so you just get to the point where you're like, I've done everything I want to do right now. Sure. Um, you know, and maybe that's not fair, but that's just kind of how I feel a little bit. Like, I've been doing this 13 years. Um, I haven't tried to get involved in the legislative slide i leave it to the people that want to do that you know my goal my purpose is to be the best clinician i can um we do we all need to work together yeah um do i feel like we do a great job of it no maybe not and maybe that's just my own situation maybe i need to move get to a different situation i would have a different opinion maybe i'm in the wrong spot it's just that's where i that's how i feel well, I think so from an outsider standpoint, right? You've you've heard me complain about this numerous times. I think there is way too much divide now between the college athletic trainer cl- clinician and now the college athletic training educator. Like legislation, I can't really speak on just because I don't in our profession, I don't know anything about it. But I think there is, I loved, oh, Graham's drinking, if anybody can hear it. Um, I loved when we were going through our program that the same people that were teaching our classes, we were spending in the athletic training room at practice and covering games with, um, learning from not only in the classroom, but then also later on in the day. And I know that's not always feasible. And then two, if we have educators and clinicians, we have more jobs. I, I think that's awesome. But there's something that needs to happen to bridge the gap, to bring those two entities like together to make a stronger athletic training student. Yeah. Because I, I there is not a single person that I've ever known that once once you get out of the athletic training room as an athletic trainer and you are not used to being in that athletic training room, you 100% lose some of your clinical experience, right? You start thinking in a different way. You start, like, there's priority over here on, you know, category A instead of category B. And, like, I mean, and not CEUs, sorry. That might have been confusing. But... I, I don't know anybody that has worked 
in an athletic training room that says, ah, they just don't worry about them. Like they just forgot what it's like to be in the athletic training room. And we all grew up in the athletic training room, right? And so why are we allowing this divide to continue? Why are we allowing that? Like that those conversations shouldn't happen. Right. And I think what it should be is, you know what? They're not really good at their, like being in the athletic training room anymore, but holy cow, are they advocates for us in this whatever with the administration. And we all need to learn a little bit more about like some of the communication to administration or how to make a program be accredited or I, I don't know, like how do you design an athletic training program? It's almost like uh, what, what I see a lot is I know what's being taught in the classroom and then I'll get a student and I'll get to him and be like, I know this is what you're being taught, but here's what I'm seeing. And it's not always the same thing. Right. It's right. almost like you want to tell the student, you know what should happen? You should come visit or come work with me for like six months and then document everything or like take a log and then go back to your ed- education and say, hey, you know what? Here's what I'm seeing. And then they can educate on. Well, this is almost, what this is what you should have done in this situation. Yeah, this, and this is this here's is what, why here's Chad what you're, did this. Here's what you're seeing. It's almost yeah. like maybe flipped. Maybe instead of learning it and then seeing it, you see it and then you learn it. I don't know. I, it's it's a hard. It's a it's a very it's a very hard, hard process. Absolutely. Any any sort of health professional. Uh, it's it's yeah, hard we're when not you alone have in this. the classroom part and the and the the clinical experience it's just you have to meld it and i don't know if we've perfected that process yet well and then also i don't know if we talk about it mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know like i think that's also why you brought up the question a little bit and that is this something people are talking about it i you wanted to know whether or not the nata knew that there are athletic trainers out there that feel like maybe there is a little divide amongst clinicians educators in the legislation Right. Yep. Um, so last but not least, we talked about um, making how, how do we get how do we avoid the burnout? How do we keep athletic trainers, athletic trainers? And yeah, go from there. I, I, I know the answer in my world. The burnout is because of um, the scheduling, um, the hours the changing of the, the, uh, at the college setting, allowing coaches to change practice times, uh, whenever they want, or this all day, every day mentality. And we're have to Mm go, uh, 12 months a year to get better. That's going to cause burnout. And it's like, you know what, we're going to have a three hour practice or a three hour window of practice and strength conditioning or whatever. But that doesn't allow – that's what the coaches have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And then there's film or whatever, and that's what the student-athlete has. Well, then what about the – we're involved in the prep and post of everything like that. Yeah. So a four-hour day for an athlete might be a six-hour or eight-hour day for us because we have to get ready and then do the prep stuff and then go through it with the athlete and then do the post and the recovery Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and that's if you're lucky enough to be with one team. Yep. And then, yeah, you're you're constantly juggling. Um, so I think scheduling has a lot to do with burnout. 
Um, salaries has a lot to do with burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, those are probably the two biggest reasons I see in, in the college setting is scheduling and, and, and salary. Yeah. And, I th- and then that's just to boil it down to the simplest form. Right. And I think, um, talked about it earlier. We talked about it with the presidential candidates. Um, I loved that we talked negotiating contracts and that, that is a, that is a real thing that needs to happen because, um, it was very much brought up that you, you have the power to negotiate that. Like, no, like I'm not, I am not available 24 seven. Now I will tell you flat out when I was in pro ball, that was literally in my contract. You are available to, to all of your athletes and coaches and anybody else basically 24 seven during the season. And then out of season, you know, hours range from 15 to 30 hours a week or whatever. Now I didn't really have the power to negotiate that 24 seven, but I was traveling with the team every single day and with them all the time. But I think when you're a high school athletic trainer, when you're a college athletic trainer that you, you know, while you're traveling for two to three months, that's one thing, but the rest of the time that your time is not some, somebody else's control, that there is an actual beginning and end time that can be worked and be real with your coaches, with administration, everything. I I think that does have to be a bigger emphasis across the board with athletic trainers. And mainly because if we all band together with negotiating, the stronger we are, and now all of a sudden, an administration, an athletic, like a athletic director, a GM of a, a pro team or something can't just look at you and be like, well, if you don't accept these terms, I know there's somebody right behind you that will accept it. We need to stop that because that one creates some really bad situations for a lot of athletic trainers. They feel like they're stuck just saying yes all the time instead of being able to be themselves, negotiate the contract that they want without the fear of losing their job. Now, my like, so my worry about athletic training with this question of like retention, like it, it comes from the standpoint of like, I don't, everybody I went to school with, if, if I take my class like I'm one of two people that I know is still practicing as an athletic trainer and I'm not even I'm not even practicing as a traditional athletic trainer anymore. Like I'm not covering a team. I'm not I'm not at a school. I'm not even in a clinic like working in a traditional rehab situation. Like I'm a uh, emerging setting or whatever. Um my it really scares me that like I used to talk to every one of my interns and say, what are your plans after this internship? And some of them would say, oh, you know, I like, I just really want to just get into pro baseball. I really want to get into pro sports. Or I really thought this would catapult me into like 80, 80% of young professionals. That's right. their goal is to be a professional, like at the pro yeah. level. And I want to know what percentage actually it is. Well, it's really low. So, but my, what I always talked to them about was, well, do you want to go to PT school? And probably half of my students, well, actually probably more than half of my interns 
went on to PT school or some or some further education. And what's interesting is I always gave them the challenge of, do you want, I said, do you want this internship to be something educational for you so that you can use it as an athletic trainer? Or are you just using this as a resume booster? Because if you're just using it as a resume booster to get into PT school so that you can work at a PT clinic and call yourself a PT and you just wasted a lot of time of athletic trainers, you're pissing me off. Because you went to school to be an athletic trainer. You can continue to be an athletic trainer. You can make, you can make money as an athletic trainer. You're just going to have to figure it out. You're going to have to get creative about it. But it does not mean, like, athletic training is not a stepping stone in order to become something else. If you used it that way, I am not, like, I'm not mad at you. If, like, life went one way, you, you started having kids, you got married, maybe you needed to move somewhere, and there wasn't, like, athletic training jobs that you liked, and so you went to become a nurse or you went on to become a PA, like, Good. I'm glad you kept figuring your life out. But if you're going to sit here and be an athletic training student only to do something else, get out of my program. I don't want you in it because I want athletic trainers that want to be athletic trainers. And I think those are the athletic trainers that are going to stay athletic trainers. And I think there's a real problem in the idea that we are so concerned about making sure that everybody knows what athletic training is, that there's, and excuse me, that there's diversity in athletic training. But if, I don't care if you're black, blue, yellow, female, male, like you don't identify as a gender, you're LGBTQ, like if you plan on being an athletic trainer only for five years, I don't really care. Like, just don't be an athletic trainer. I don't want diversity of being athletic trainers. I just want athletic trainers. And I think the problem is that we haven't created a profession that people know that this can be a long-term profession. And it hurts our diversity. It hurts our pay. It hurts our respect in the community. No, like you want, you want to know why the average athletic trainer's salary is so low? That's because people are athletic trainers for 10 years and then they quit and then they say I have to do something else. And then that company gets to hire the brand new grad at the lower salary. We never drive the salary up because people don't stay in the profession. We never drive up this, this idea of like respect in the community of healthcare because I would venture to say over half of our workforce are like brand new grads. Easily. Like, so why would anybody respect that when we don't have the veteran? We don't have enough. We have them. We don't have enough veteran athletic trainers that are showing the world that we are way more than just, you know, Band-Aid ankle tapers. No, we, we, we need more. Yeah, we need more. So that was my big rant for the night. What do you got? You just opened your book for some reason. Well, we have anything the, else? Yeah, we have the. Um, oh, we got the lightning the round. Lightning round, and I didn't know Should if we you do had it? it or not, but I have the lightning round here. Yeah, we don't have it on here. 
You, you want to do it. it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, ready? Yep. Popcorn or ice cream? Ice cream. Oh, my God, that's the hardest question of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to think. I'm trying um, not to think. I'm going to go popcorn. Okay. Holy cow, but that's tough. You, well, Chad makes some really good popcorn, by the way. Um, all right, Marvel or DC? Marvel. DC. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars, Star Trek. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Friends or Seinfeld? Friends. Friends, yes. Team Jacob, Team Edward. Uh, neither Jacob. Jacob. Whatever. Dogs, cats. Dogs. 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 Thin crust, thick crust. Thick crust. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm going to go thin crust there. Okay. Not uh, Chicago style for me, though. Thick crust, but not Chicago. Do we Chicago do hard style. shell versus soft shell tackles? With Don't them? care. It's soft shell. Give me a hard shell. <laughs> DH or let the pitcher hit for themselves. Pitcher hit. Pitcher hit. Uh, Chipotle, Qdoba. Chipotle. Chipotle. And your favorite candy is? Reese's peanut butter cups. Reese's peanut butter cups for the win. Yeah, baby. Very good. Very what good, a very good. show, Chad. Chad, this is the longest podcast we've ever put on. It's not even close. And I'm so proud of us I for doing it. I hope you are still awake. because i'm not oh i'm sleepy i'm just kidding let's wrap it up okay yeah that really escalated quickly (laughs) it really did (laughs) rick killed a guy and then you said diversity and it made me think an old old wooden wooden ship. ship so um what do we got for the folks coming, lead, getting out of here? Um, so you have a really fun topic. Yeah. So for next week. Yeah, I was thinking through this whole COVID virus and quarantine thing. You know, we, a lot of us have had things that we wanted to work on, right? But at the same time, we're all gonna suck at something coming back to work, right? So most most athletic trainers lost two months of work at the end of their school year or the end of a sport year. And then most athletic trainers don't work in the summer. Sorry, baseball guys. Um, But that's four months of not actively being an athletic trainer. And so day one, when you get back to your job in the fall, what do you think you're going to suck at? It's a really fun question because we've been focusing on what do you want to get better at? Well, what do you <laughs> not want to get worse at? Yeah. Is the totally. other side of that equation. And it's like, okay, is is taping an ankle like riding a bike and you'll be able to do it super easy <laughs> right, right when you get back? Or maybe it's been a little bit and you're like, holy cow, I suck at that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the right answer is. We're going to put it up on social media during the week and we'll, we'll read out some of these... Um, really good answers and thought one provoking and funny ones yeah can't wait um, to hear what you guys say yeah we'll have, so we'll we'll have a few of our own say, and that's what we're going to talk about we're going to just read your answers so, love it so it doesn't have to be like a two-hour podcast because we just keep talking we just might make it another two one two-hour one though but anywho social media candid underscore atc all platforms again candid underscore atc on all platforms uh, pay attention for polls. Pay attention for um, the links to the surveys. Please uh, share the surveys. We The more surveys get filled out, the more accurate and fun these answers become. 
Uh, and then, of course, we you can also catch us at Candid and CandidAthleticTraining.com. You can get all the podcasts there. You can also check out all of our apparel. Um, we're thinking about adding. I've, I've come up with a couple new ideas, and we'll see if we can put them up there. But at the same time, we appreciate all of your patience on getting your apparel to you um unfortunately our distributor is very much there's somebody fireworks, fireworks here is, is, is it for, is it july team. already i cannot yeah. believe it interesting um anywho uh we do appreciate your patience on the shipments of the apparel uh we have we very much have no control of when that stuff gets sent out our distributor is i mean they're all over the country and they're dealing with a pandemic and they're dealing with a pandemic so i know you guys all understand but we just wanted to give you our appreciation so candidathletictraining.com buy some stuff buy some stickers get yourself a hoodie anything else no awesome I just keep sharing it yeah. Let people know we're out there. We love talking about it. Hopefully, you love listening to it. Yeah. And if you do, just share it with some people. Love it. All right, everybody. Be Good. safe. Goodbye.